Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Maybe like Baldy. Once bitten and twice shy. I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise me. Merry Christmas. I wrapped it up and sent you with a note saying, I love you, I meant it. Now I know what a fool I've been. But if you kiss me now, I know you'd fool me again. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. But this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart The very next day Yo, you gave it away This year Save me from tears I'll give it to someone special Oh, baby room friends with tired eyes I'm hiding from you and you're so uh, of eyes my god I thought you were someone to rely on me I guess I was a shoulder to cry on a face with a lover with a fire in his heart a man undercover but it tore me apart oh oh now I found a real love, I'll never fool me again. Yule. Uh, Yule. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, yo, you gave it away. But this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. But this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. A face with a lover with a virus heart. A man on the cover, but you tore him apart. Maybe next year, I'll give it to someone I give it to someone special. So long. Hey, give me that mic. Back off. Hey, yo, why we gotta fight like this? It's Christmas time. This is the last Christmas. Who knows how much we got? Many more Christmas we got together. Shut up. You stop whining. Hey. <laughs>
All right. Here we are. On the eve of Christmas. And by golly, I guess this is going to be the Christmas episode. The year... Well, I can't say the year-ender. I'm going to still... Uh, I'm still going to do uh, like a New Year special. I might even do a few podcasts leading up to it, depending on depending on how much storage space I have. But... Um, yeah, how's everybody doing out there? Well, this isn't a live, this is an honest-to-good podcast in the studio, not live, not not on the road. Um, it is my computer recording right now, um, making some beeps I wish it wouldn't make. Um, hopefully this will turn out okay. I think I think it will. I think it will. Let me turn up everything. Check one, check two, check, check, check two, check three, check, check, check one, check. Okay, I think the audio levels are pretty good. So, I guess what we could say is, you know, I've had some bad years. I've had some tough years. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for the people in my life. I'm, fa- I'm, I'm thankful for the motivation to be healthy. For the inspiration to, to, to be that way. And to exercise. And uh, try to eat better. Although most of the time I don't eat that great. But I do have a capacity once in a while to cook some food. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've had some worse financial years for sure. Maybe I've been lucky through the job I've, I've had that's been very flexible with me and it's enabled me to keep working. And, um, hey, it's Christmas. You know, I, I you know it's great that, that I don't need that much anymore. Um, there's a few things I'd like, like to have, but I'm not going to, you know, get bent out of shape because I don't have them, whether that's like a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox, you know. I got my Commodore 64 Mini. That was pretty great. That's like a, that was a, a present to myself um, for the birthday. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, I'm just, I'm investing, investing the money now in the index funds, index funds, and uh, learning how to grow the money passively and uh, pay things off save things and then save a little bit of money um, but yeah um, I hate playing it safe like that I hate kind of trying to be like an investor but I'm doing very basic like uh, you know throw a, maybe just a couple of five dollar stocks and then uh the rest in the index funds, and uh, because I'd rather have my money do something than just sit in the in the bank and barely earn any interest um, on it, and it gets spent that way. It gets spent if you if you just try to save all your money, it gets spent. Who knew this special would be a money show? A money show. <laughs> but enough. You don't you don't turn you don't tune in to listen to my money uh, habits. Um, you are here to be entertained, and uh, that's what I'm going to try to do here for you. Um, 
I've been playing around with the uke. You know, I'm uh might record a little ditty. We'll see if I can get it done in time um, to put out there. Uh, I've been toying with uh, doing a little muscle heads thingamajig. For those of you who do not know what muscle heads is, go check out my YouTube page uh, over at hambo.podbean.com, and you go to Mustang Seven. That's my YouTube, one of my main YouTube page, YouTube pages, and I did a skit called Muscle Heads, where Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Jean Claude Van Damme are living together in a small cramped apartment, and they got to get along. And that uh, that audio I did that I sent to Perkins people, uh, Perkins, yeah, Dick Perton, yeah, sorry, yeah, Perkins people. Um, although it didn't win a prize. I did get 50,000 views on YouTube. Um, so that was a, a fun... And then I followed up by a, like a storyboard, an animatic uh, of each episode after that. There, there's, there's fairly... There's a little bit of uh, uh, um, nudity in one of them. <laughs> Gets a little dirty. But I, th- I had a lot of fun making them. I mean, they were a lot of work, but I had fun making them, so... I might come back to that, do a little, you know, jump back in there. But, you know, the editing, the thing is, is that the editing takes so much time. You know, I have a guest on, and, uh, you know, it's there's still some significant, you know, bit of edit, editing that has to be done. Unless I'm doing a live. That's why I like doing the lives, the live shows. But, uh, anyway, I guess we'll talk about... I guess we'll talk about some some things. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about the state of the movie industry and all that. And you know, there's not much more to say than what's already been said. If you go on YouTube, there's just a whole bunch of people talking about that. And I would say it goes deeper than the state of the movie industry. State of the entertainment uh, industry, uh, such as movies and comic books, which those are the two things I, I tend to use as a somewhat of a focal point in the show um, loosely uh, DC's in bad shape uh, they're just uh, you know they're not working with Diamond anymore which had a monopoly on distributing comics uh, to the comic book stores and um, Time not Time Warner but AT&T you know, you can see this as they deal with Warner Brothers and the, the movies, and they just they just don't. I don't think they really understand. They don't understand the fandom of comics and how people how variety is kind of the spice of life when it does come to comics. I, I saw just lately uh, uh, that DC is reducing their amount of titles to about what thirty four or thirty six. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things about the comic book industry that bugs me. Number one, it's been the, the rising price of the, of the comic book. It's gotten so ridiculous where it's $5 a comic. And uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's you can't splurge. You can't splurge like you, like you could back in the day, like in, like in the 80s. 
even 90s, early early 90s, you could kind of like take a chance on some titles. That, you know, most of the time the comics are about 75 cents. Uh, and then they get they went to be a dollar. So I'm like, okay, that's when the image craze got was hitting. And then dollar twenty five, dollar fifty. Like, all right, it's kind of getting up there a little bit, but okay, I'll still I can still buy enough of them. Then I went to two fifty. I'm like, okay, this is a little bit now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, see, I don't care. I never I've never cared about the glossy pages. And they used to say, well, you're getting a nice quality you know good looking comic book it's that's not the big thing with me i like the newsprint you know i like i like that i like the smell of a, of a new uh, uh comic but with, it doesn't have to be glossy the glossy takes kind of its soul away a little bit it's too clean um i like i like the pulpy feel of 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 the old school comics from the late 80s early 90s on on down um, but the the prices just kept ra- rising, and you won't really see me. It's pretty rare that I'll get a comic book. It's pretty rare these days, but I, I will go in and try to support, you know, my local comic shop. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we all have to focus on is people are trying to put politics and heavy-handed agendas. Uh, at the forefront and story in the back in the back there and that never works that never works look we all have something to say with our work um if if you don't have anything to say in in itself that's that's something that you're saying you know that is just a fun adventure romp you know that that's great it's you know it's kind of like um you look at the expendables though uh, this is, I guess, a counterpoint. I like the Expendable movies, and they're just they're fun action. But you kind of wanted, I kind of wanted it to be a, about a little bit more than uh, about a little bit more, especially I think with Stallone. I think he built everything up, like in the Rocky movies and Rambo movies, to mean a little bit more than just what's on the surface. And with the Expendables, it's kind of like it's the nostalgia. It's what's on the surface. They give you a little bit of meat to chew on. Um, with some of the characters, like one of them dies, like Mickey Rourke dies. Oh, well, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, it's in the first Expendables. Um, but it doesn't go too deep. And um, so sometimes you want a little bit of that. But even so... You, you know, if anything, I'm learning myself not to make your message too heavy-handed. Um, I like stories that, you know, I, I can just n- interpret my own way. That That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you look at uh, C.S. Lewis. You know, his is a little bit more, I'd say his maybe a bit more medium as far as the message. But he did it such a in such a great way, you know, with the Narnia books, and uh, I, I'm just saying is what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get to is that the writers need to take a pill. They need to chill out and just tell a fun story with a little bit of meat that's not so current uh, political driven. Because we, if you want to do that, you make a political movie. I don't I don't have a problem with that if you're making a political movie. 
it's it's frustrating. I think it's one of the big things that was kind of bringing down um, the entertainment industry as a whole because it seems to be the great the same group of people like in a bubble just churning all these things out and not thinking well let's just you know let's get back to the hero's journey let's get back to obstacles that need to be overcome um that don't have anything to do with uh, current day politics or uh social agendas um so there there's my piece on that i mean I guess you come here, you come here, you get my take on it, and it's not much different from a lot of guys on YouTube, but um, it is my own take, and it's something to talk about. And uh, I don't want to see the movie theaters go. I don't want to see comics go. I love both of those forms, but they're both having the exact same problems, um, just on bigger and smaller scales. And, uh, yeah, man. I'm going to keep on drawing. I'm going to keep on writing. I, I want to make kind of like a counter Hollywood at this point. I really do. Just movies that stand on their own, you know, that are just kind of a fun. They're not heavy-handed. Um, I'm, I'm rounded in the corner on finishing a short film. I keep saying that, but uh, <laughs> something's... I don't know It keeps... I don't know if it's work or something that's keeping me from finishing that last edit of the soundtrack. I mean, it's fairly easy, simple edit, but I just got to finish it up. And uh, trying to get some ideas for the next film I'm going to do. Um, before I do that, I'm probably going to do a radio drama, radio play of uh, uh, a, com a comic book creation uh, called Alex Walter, The Shadow Templar. And I was working on that for a while, and then that has kind of stopped and ran out of steam. And I think it has to be rewritten. Um, but I'm going to pull the trigger on that next before I jump into another film because I just want to want to get that done. I started wrote it. I wrote it. I want to finish that. So, but I'll be playing with ideas for the next film. Um, but this one I'm working on is called the Search. The Search, and uh, about a man. Searching for something in uh, in the park, and he's a bit of an alcoholic, and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Does he find what he's searching for? What is it that he is searching for? Um, we shall see. We shall see. Um, so yeah, it's other than that. Um, uh, I'm happy I still have uh, a family to hang out with. Uh, I'm grateful. Uh, at the end of the year here. Um, I've had worst years. Uh, you know, prayers to the people, though, that have uh, been, uh, you know, trying to recover from everything, in the, in, you know, from the, from from this, this stuff here. And uh, it sucks. And uh, for them, and uh, my 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 prayers and my thoughts are with them. And uh, consider myself lucky, lucky in a way. But uh, I will not, I will not. Hambo will not live his life in fear, in fear of of a beer bug. Um, it is. As I say, uh, as, he, as he said, um, the only thing we had, 
the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Um, not the only thing we have to fear is the beer bug. I think it's something like that. But uh, anyway, let's let's just come on. Let's. I, I, I gotta stay away from this stuff. This politics stuff. <laughs> not meant for that kind of thing. Um, I, in other news, um, I have been working on my YouTube channel, uh, Solo Quester. If you're into role-playing, solo role-playing, I, uh, I advise you to check it out. It's a fun little show where I kind of go through role-playing games with different systems and uh, playing solo. first video I did was uh, Hero Quest, and they're portable. Like I kind of made my own Hero Quest based on some templates I downloaded and printed out. But, you know, a lot of tiles, self-made and poster board, and the tokens are made, and uh, the dice were, you know, made from wooden blocks. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun playing that game. And I was tempted to get the new game. But it's a lot of money. <laughs> and I don't quite have the space for it quite yet, although I was really tempted to get it. I still might get it in the future sometime when the price goes down. I'm glad they came out with it. I'm glad they did it. Um, it needed to be done. Uh, we needed a new version of Hero Quest. For those who don't know what Hero Quest Quest is, it came out during the '90s, I think early '90s, um, and it's like a really basic kind of dumbed-down version of Dungeons and Dragons, but in board game form. And you get four miniatures. Uh, you get a wizard. You get an elf. A barbarian and uh, and a dwarf and you search for traps and one guy plays like the dungeon master the other guy plays like the, the player and it's fun it comes with furniture or it came with furniture and and uh, it came with uh, all sorts of goblins and orcs that you can use for other role-playing games and you can get some of the stuff on eBay, kind of overpriced. Some is at a fair price, though. So, um, but yeah, it's fun. I like it. I like playing solo role-playing games. I haven't played... Uh, I put off role-playing games for a long time because it, it can be very time-consuming. Um, you can kind of get lost in it. Um, so you have to kind of be disciplined with how, you, how much time you spend role-playing especially if you're a productive person and you are doing other things with your with your life but it's 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 good for storytelling it's good for, for practicing that that um for that muscle um also wanted to give a shout out to jeff bridges who is being treated for i believe cancer so I, everyone should put in their, their their good vibes and their prayers for Jeff Bridges, and so he makes a full recovery. Um, and uh, that's one of the things I never really talk about in the show. Uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to write in and just make a little request, yeah, I can take a prayer request. That's cool. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I'll do that for you. I'll do that for you. So. Jeez, what else? What else is on the plate? What else is cooking? Um, comedy, as far as stand-up comedy, 
Well, I, I finished my comedy course. Um, I took a course on Udemy, just to kind of like a refresher course about telling jokes and, and the structure of, of joke telling. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it made me kind of go over the, the basics of how it uh, set up in a punchline and the, the, uh, the payoffs and, and the tags and uh, how to deal with uh, bookings and so that's good. I, I, this last month I kind of put joke writing off, but for a few months I was kind of writing new jokes. I'm going to start getting back that back to this as soon as I finish the, editing the film and I'll start doing um, some sets, some sets online and then go back out, go back, go back out there and start telling some jokes again. So yeah, I just have to keep motivating, motivating myself, finishing projects. I finished a big doozy of a chapter, uh, on my novella, Dark Carpentry, chapter 8 has been severely rewritten based on notes from my writer's group, so that's been helping me a lot. Uh, oh, I've been making progress a lot on that, so it's a lot of work. Writing and rewriting is, especially rewriting, is a lot of work, and you have to kind of, you know, fo the focus, focusing on changing things is very technical. And it's not as creative. It's more of a craft at that point. And that's a part where I have a hard time staying interested in it. And uh, it's easy to stay perfectionist uh, and not let go. But um, you have to let go at a certain point point. be like, I can't make any more improvements on this. You know, what am I going to do here? Um Yeah, I mean, I'm keeping everything float. I'm keeping myself accountable. This year has been an extremely productive year. Um, and I can look back and look at my accountability charts for each month and how much time I put into each goal of the day. And uh, it adds up. Even if it's just 10 or 20 minutes a day and each thing you need, need to accomplish, it adds up. Is it enough time I've been putting in each day? N no, probably not. Oh, Okay, <laughs> but I'm increasing the amount of time I'm spending on each goal. Each goal, whether that's a drawing goal, like finishing a comic, um, editing a film, excuse me, working on this here business, doing a podcast. Uh, I'm keeping myself accountable because what what gets measured gets accomplished, as the great Dan Pena says, and I can see it all written down. How much productivity I've had besides you know that's the real work I consider it not necessarily my job although I try to do my job in my you know regular job to the best of my abilities but the real job starts when I get home and I work on the creative things that are going to push me forward and uh, make life matter a little bit more um, so yeah I got some interviews lined up I know I have to do a part two of uh, Sean Connery tribute that's that's gonna happen um but yeah i mean christmas has happened it's it's upon us as far as getting gifts you know the gifts i got for people i got them pretty, pretty uh, kind of early on in the month which was nice well i'd say probably i i wouldn't even say that i'd say mid-month but you know i, I got a good one-stop shop called barnes and noble where I do some good shopping there where they have some good unique gifts there. And then I went 
and I supported my local mall, Lakeside Mall people. Go support your malls. Here's why. Because you go in there, and it's, you know, small businesses set up within there. And, uh, you know, you can find something that you wouldn't necessarily see online. See, this is the thing as like, kind of like video stores. Like old school video stores, you go in there and you can be surprised by something that you didn't see before. Where if you go online or, or Redbox, it's all, you can't browse as, as well. I mean, you can specialize, find something easy, but you can't browse. Sometimes it's fun to browse. Sometimes it's fun to browse. Um, and going to the mall, it's it's a good it's a good time to do that. Should do you have to do all your shopping at the mall? No, you don't have to. But hey, malls are good things. I've never been like a, a big mall rat, you know. But it's neat because you go to your local mall, you might see somebody there that you know. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I've never been a big mall rat. Um, but it's there's something to it. There's something kind of magical about seeing some a, a friend or even an acquaintance, acquaintance that you know, um, there. And uh, it's very... Um, uh, people-oriented, and it gets us out from behind the computer. Like I said, I'm not totally knocking, you know, online shopping, uh, but I'm glad I was able to cut down on it this year a little bit, just give it a breather. Um, there was a year where I did pretty much all my shopping uh, through Prime. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad. And that my, my local mall, uh, Lakeside, uh, it's, you know, the rumor on the street is that it's being closed down next year. And uh, I hate to see that because so many memories growing up going to this mall, the same mall over and over again each year through uh, grade school years and high school years and a little bit of college. One of the malls I went to was in the beginning was called Macomb Mall. And... I love I love that the mall, even though it wasn't quite as good as Lakeside, didn't have as many neat stores. It was still very local. You didn't have to drive too far, maybe like ten minutes, and it had a, a two dollar movie theater. And actually, even before that, when the, the movies were at regular price there, I saw some of the 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 big the big movies. I think I think I saw Ghostbusters at Macomb Mall. Jeez. I might have seen Conan the Barbarian as far as I'm. Maybe even Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I'm not sure, but I know I saw at least one of those at Macomb Mall. I know it was Ghostbusters. And that's special. That's special. It was an, it was a you know a somewhat small theater, but I like the idea of going to the mall and seeing a movie. That's fun. You can get something to eat. You know, they had a Little Caesars across from it. And I had the Baby Pan Pan pizzas, which were excellent. And go see a movie, and like I would just ride my bike over there sometimes. You know, I was in high school. The only thing about the mall, though, <laughs> this was never good, is that I parked my bike over there at the bike rack, and it got stolen. Um, that sucked. Um, and I even had one of those kryptonite or gorilla locks on it, but uh, <sighs> that was annoying. They might they might have pulled the whole rack up just to get to my. It wasn't even that great of a bike. Um, 
wasn't that sleek of a bike, but um, yeah, you know, I don't want them to go away. There's good memories at these malls, you know. I don't want to see them made into boring condos. Um, one of the films that I plan to make uh, takes place, there's a scene that takes place at Lakeside Mall. So I went in there, I made sure I took some photos, took some video, and because I didn't want to forget the layout of it. And, um, yeah, yeah. So when it, I guess the novella is called Fourth Hour, and uh, hopefully when that ever gets published, uh, hopefully after Dark Carpentry I can, I can get to work on it, finish it up, and submit it. Uh, it'll be... Uh, uh, you know, I know I, I definitely wrote a scene uh, of Lakeside Mall there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you gotta keep, you gotta keep the local businesses alive any way we can, especially right now. They're kind of the lifeblood of the country. And, um, anyway, I'm trying to think what else, but, uh, you know, I did my wrapping. I did my wrapping episode, so I got all the gifts wrapped. I got my Commodore 64 already. I'm ready to play that sucker. Maybe I'll do a little, little review. That's a good idea. I could do a Commodore episode again. It's been a while since I've did, done that. Yeah. Uh, Commodore 64 Mini. I was hoping to get the Maxi. The full enchilada where you can type the keys. And this one, it's a small, but you can't type into the keys. Uh... But I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, playing more of that, and possibly programming on that. I've been learning some programming of the C64 uh, through YouTube and everything, so that, that's great. So I'm trying to think one of those miniatures. I'm still making some miniatures. I, I kind of paused on making new miniatures for now because I got so swamped with everything, but I'm going to get back to that make some more characters. Um, so check out my YouTube videos, Mustang 7. Um, I don't post as many videos on there as frequently as the other ones right now. I do a lot of drawing videos, uh, how-to, uh, mostly comic book style, mostly cartooning. Um, look forward to uh, the movie The Search. The Search, it'll be about five minutes. It's a short, short film. Short, short film. And uh, Solo Quester, if you're into RPG role-playing. And as always, uh, check out, uh, go to hambo.podbean.com and check out, uh, if you know anyone that's into cartooning, 10-second cartooning, have them sign up for my newsletter, free course. And uh, yeah, so th I think that's going to be it, guys. I get, uh, We're getting ready to eat, to eat in about, I don't know, half hour or so. So I got to get ready. But I wanted to make the Christmas uh, episode. Uh, it's going to be, It's obviously it's a little bit lean. Um, still listening to, to a lot of Wham. Uh, listened to Wham at the gym the other day. It was a lot of fun. Uh, good, positive, upbeat, fun music. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm working on something special. I, I hope I can get it done uh, before Christmas. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe if I get it done, I'll play it at the beginning of this episode. Um, hopefully, that's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, and if I did post it <laughs> at the beginning of this episode, well, that's what it is. 
there might be variations on that that I release on YouTube. But uh, all right, guys, everybody have an, an amazing Merry Christmas. No matter where you are, make it special for yourself. Um, have fun. Watch your favorite movies, your favorite Christmas movies. And uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna be do doing a few more. I'll definitely be doing a New Year's episode. I might even get um, maybe Daniel Wilson back on. And uh, got to do a year-end episode. Got to get that 3,000 downloads. Tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Listen to the Hand Palace. It's something to listen to in the meantime while you're wrapping your presents or doing anything else. Fun to have on the laid-back. Fun to have a laid-back guy on in the background. And uh, yeah, I want to hit that goal. Help me hit that goal. All right. Merry Christmas.